Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out Cruise Radio. Big show today. Yeah, we have uh, Mike Giroux, the creator of Shipmate app. Awesome app. If you haven't uh, downloaded that yet, I recommend you do, and you'll hear why here in a little while. Editor and chief of PopularCruising.com, Jason Leopard shares his Viking River Cruise a little later on in the program. But first, you know him, you love him from CruiseGuy.com. Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy. Hi, Stuart. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Doing great. Good, man. So uh, Carnival Freedom, it was announced uh, last week. A pretty big overhaul, but how big are we talking? Well, let's see. Uh, it's, it is pretty big, Doug. Um, they are going to be um, adding in the uh, Dr. Seuss. So they will have a book bill, which is part of the Dr. Seuss at Sea program, plus... Mm-hmm. Some monstrous additions from the Funship 2.0 category. Some of them, including uh, Guy's Fieri Burger Joint, the Blue mm. Iguana Cantina, the Red Frog Rum Bar and Pub, the EA Sports Bar, Alchemy Bar, Cherries on Top, and uh, the Hasbro Game Show. So this will take place uh, April 19th, and it should be done in uh, May 3rd. And the work is being done in Freeport and the Bahamas. Very good. So this is not as big as the Carnival Sunshine Project, is it? No, nothing. Okay. Uh, no- Nothing's as big as the Carnival Sunshine <laughs> Project, and uh, as they said many times, they will not be uh, repeating that again. Yeah, so uh, last week in New York City, Royal Caribbean revealed dynamic dining on their upcoming Quantum-class ships. So uh, what is this dynamic dining we hear of? Well, I'd say it's the most dynamic dining program that has been introduced to date. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what essentially they are doing now, some of you say, well, you know, this, this is a way for people to be able to eat when, where, and with whom they want. Sure. And of course, I know, I know, you know, you being a skeptic, uh, yeah. you're, you're saying, well, doesn't NCL have that already? Well, what Royal Caribbean is going to be doing on Quantum of the Seas, this will be the first cruise ship that does not have a main dining room. So a bunch of little cafes and dining rooms then? Is there, that it? There's actually going to be essentially 18 uh, dining possibilities. They're going to have five restaurants that will be complimentary. Uh, you know, full-serve main restaurants. They'll have three new restaurants, which will be uh, handled by uh, award-winning chefs. And uh, and they're going to have a lot of, you know, casual, um, you know, restaurants uh, around the ship. And the other thing is, is that the the restaurant, like, like for example, you'll be able to, if you want to dress up every night, you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to have a restaurant that will allow you to um, the, the Grand Restaurant, for example, uh, will be a little more formal. And if you want to dress up in a suit or a tuxedo or a nice dress every night, you can. Do you think we're going to see this movement go fleet-wide? Um, well, it's, it's, I'm glad that you asked that because I, I did discuss that with Adam Goldstein, the president of Royal Caribbean, tonight. And their laser focus right now is on Quantum and Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will try to see what they can do you know, with, with you know, changing some of the uh, other ships over at a later time, but right now they've got to do it, and they've got to do it right on these two ships. So let me ask you this. Quantum is coming out, is it in October of 2014? It'll be in November. November, okay. Then when is Anthem coming out? Anthem will be in the spring. Wow, so we're talking like two ships in like six months. It's going to be very quick. Very cool. 
moving on here, uh, we read this a couple of days ago, and I saw you tweeting about it. Some raw sewage on the beaches of Bermuda? Huh? What, what's happened is uh, the U.S. Consulate General in Bermuda issued an advisory on March 31st warning visitors that the southern beaches in Bermuda are contaminated. Okay. And uh, so essentially, you know, there, there's a risk of, you know, getting hepatitis. It appears to be pretty serious. Yeah. So, you know, will it have an impact on future sailings to Bermuda until they bring this under control? It very well could. Uh, you know, people may not want to, you know, go to the beach there. They, you know, I mean, going to, you know, if it's on the southern coast, it's probably on the other coast, you know, some people may think and may opt to go on other sailings to other destinations. Let me ask you this, because I don't really know a lot about Bermuda. Is Bermuda a big beach destination? Well, for a lot of people, they do, Doug. Okay. It's, I mean, it, it is. I mean, they have the, the famous Pink Sand Pink beaches. Sand, that's right. And, uh, you know, of course, sometimes you hear from people complaining about the, the natural glass shards that uh, wash up, you know, on shore. Uh, you know, people do go for the beaches. People go for the shopping. But, uh, you know, Bermuda is a very, you know, pretty... Um, you know, English style, you know, set of islands. Hmm. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things to do other than the beach, but it is a big draw. All right. And on a lighter note, we have a listener question from Jason Walbert on Twitter. He says, what's your opinion on Carnival's kids sale free promo? Seems like the average consumer was confused. Well, I, I can understand, Doug. Now, I mean, there's, there's been several offers from several different cruise lines. Royal Caribbean's, without a doubt, was the best of all the offers because it was the one that was least restrictive. It was available on all of 21 of their ships. Uh, it just wasn't, uh, it did not include um, Quantum of the Seas, and essentially it rolled right through summer. Mm -hmm. While, let's say, and, and the best part of it is that it was not age-restrictive. I mean, it really didn't have to be a kid. It could be someone 24, 25. It could have been someone 100 years old. Right. Any, any third or fourth passenger sailing in Royal Caribbean could have taken advantage of it. On NCL, their their program was a little more restrictive. It was kids uh, up to 17, and uh, it did not include the summer months. Mm -hmm. So there were select ships and sailing dates. And when you're looking at Carnival, they too were uh, at select ship and sailing dates. But if you use their website, it could be very confusing. Why is that? So essentially what your you know the, the person that sent you that message was, was, was seeing is the, the actual price, just as an example, of the cabin was actually $900 per person mm -hmm. for the first two. So the kids were going for free. So it's still the $1,800, which is the $900 times two. Okay. But what Carnival's website does is that they just they turn around, they, they create an average to bring the overall price down uh, as, low as, as low as possible. And so essentially they took that $1,800 Divided, by, divided four. by four. Gotcha. Okay. So they were getting the kids' cruise free promo, but what the, the web, their Carnival's website was doing is it was just dividing it by the number of people in the room. Uh, and for a lot of people, it's it's very understandable how it could be confusing. But the the price was not uh, four. It was not nine hundred or four hundred fifty and being doubled for the first two. The the price of the first two was nine hundred each. And the third and fourth were free, but when they were looking at the figures, it just divided that number by four. Uh, so it made the, just to, to make the lead the lead price look lower, pretty much. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. So I mean, the offer was there, but their their web and again, it just shows you you know, call a travel agent. Yeah, 
There you go. Uh, you know, a good agent will, will really help steer you through. But th- their their website's just very misleading or mi- confusing when they just show averages. Yeah, totally. You can find him at cruiseguy.com. Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. Thanks, man. My pleasure, Doug. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Joining me on the line now is Mike Giroux. He is the creator of Shipmate App. Yeah, we've had him on the show before, but uh, for the listeners who may have not heard of this awesome app, we're going to get Mike to give us a rundown of it. So, Mike, first off, welcome to Cruise Radio again. Thank you very much. It's been a while, Doug. Yeah, Thanks sorry to interrupt your happy hour. No, no problem. I got a cold beer waiting for me, so let's get through this quick, huh? You got it. Mike, give us a rundown of the app. So Shipmate is a, an app for the Android and iOS platforms. And it's for individuals that have a cruise plan. It's to help get excited and prepared for their upcoming cruise. If you don't mind me asking, how many downloads are you at right now for the app? Sure. So we're at we're at about um, seven hundred thousand downloads now. We're the uh, the most popular mobile app that exists right now in the market, and we have a great social platform for users to meet individuals that they'll be cruising with, get to know one another before they uh, set sail, and really get excited about their upcoming cruise. Yeah. So Mike, I mean this this app is so cool because, like you said, you can do the chats, you can do the the deck plans, you can do anything you want to on there, cruise countdowns and everything. So what sparked? Uh, what was the motivation behind creating Shipmate? We have a big family, a uh, big Italian family, fifty five of us, and every two years we jump on a ship and we go enjoy each other's company out on the ocean. And before our cruise in two thousand and ten, my brother Jan put together the basic pieces of the app, launched it. People loved it. And we've been building it um, from then on. That was on the oasis of the season, 2010. And now we have 270 ships in there. We have 80,000 itineraries in there. Um, so we've really grown in the past three years, four years. For our European listeners, do you have like P&O and AIDA and those cruise lines? We have P&O and um, we're about to launch a few of the other lines, Fred Olson, AIDA, some of the other ones. We're working on that right now really hard. We've had a lot of requests for those. Um, so we're excited to get those out there. Are you doing uh, river cruise itineraries by chance? We're not at river yet. Um, we've, we've had a lot of requests for those as well, and we're still working on those. It's a little tougher, but we're doing our best. What were some of the newest features on the latest update? We have some uh, really great new features. So we've recently partnered with CruiseLine.com, and as such, we're, we're, we have access to all of their reviews of cruise ships and ports, um, all of their images, and um, so we're excited to get those into the app. And then we have some. We have a, a super secret feature that we're releasing in the next probably two months 
um, that, that we're going to break on your show first. We're really excited about it. Um, and uh, you'll have to have me back. I'll, I'll let you know as soon as that's ready. It's going to turn your phone into a cruise ship, right? <laughs> it's going to it's gonna just blast the uh, cruise horn, and it's going to smell like the breakfast buffet 24 hours a day. Awesome. I love it. Mike, if our listeners want to find out more about the app, where could they go? Uh, ShipmateApp.com gives a good demo of the app, um, or you can go into your Google Play Store or the iOS App Store and look up Shipmate, two words, um, and you'll find it. Creator of Shipmate app, Mike Giroux. Mike, I'll let you get back to happy hour, man. Thanks for spending a couple of minutes with me. <laughs> Hey, my pleasure. Thanks so much, Ted. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Our next guest is making his Cruise Radio debut. Yeah, Jason Leppard, editor-in-chief of PopularCruising.com, joins us uh, to talk about his Viking River Cruise. They just christened like over a dozen in Europe over the past couple weeks. So first off, Jason, welcome to the show, bud. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Great, great to be here. You bet. You just got off the plane from, uh, was it Bordeaux, France? I did, yeah. So even though it was uh, a couple of days ago, still catching up on jet lag. You're over in San Diego, so how long of a flight was that? Um, coming back was about 11 hours. So not <laughs> too bad, but uh, enough to kind of make it uh, harder to catch up on occasion, at least. <laughs> I bet. I feel like I have it rough flying nine hours from uh, Miami to Barcelona. But yeah, that many? Uh-uh. So Viking River Cruises just christened a lot of cruise ships and won a world record, right? They did indeed. In fact, they beat their own record. Last year, they I believe it was 10 uh, ships that they christened within a 24-hour period. This year it was 14. Wow. Uh, so pretty exciting. That's a lot so within a 24-hour period to christen in one day like that. That's a lot of long ships to be sitting there. Uh, were they all in one place? Uh, how many was it? 12, 13, 14? It was 14. Actually, it was 16. They, they counted two extra because they were already online, but they weren't uh, officially christened. So it was a total of 16, I believe. Gotcha. Um, they had a couple of them in Amsterdam uh, the day before, and then the rest of them um, were also either in Rostock, Germany, where they were built, or in Avignon, and they did the the christening remotely for some of them and some of them in person. So, Well, let's talk about the Viking longships, because when you say ships, they're not really like these big, big ships, are they? Well, they call them longships because it's more of the Viking heritage, I think, is why they call them that. But uh-huh. in truth, they're riverboats. They're, yeah. they're longer than most, but uh, they are definitely smaller than a cruise ship, that's for sure. Uh, they're essentially wide enough to contain a outside stateroom on either side. So that kind of gives you a sense for the width, and they're really long. So... From outside, they kind of look like a limousine. It's like a stretch <laughs> boat, essentially. So paint the picture for us, Jason. We're on the pier. We're walking onto one of these uh, these Viking longships. Uh, take it from there. Um, so when you get on board, it's really nice. They have, um, even though they're really small ships, they have a large uh, feel on the inside. They have a really nice atrium that you walk into, and it's really open and airy. They have uh, windows, basically, that are floor-to-ceiling wherever you go, um, whether that's in the restaurant or the lounge. And uh, the thing that's nice is they have this really clever offset corridor for the staterooms, which allows them to have full-size staterooms on one side, and they have suites that are kind of double-width on the other side. So they really have great-sized rooms on board that are more in keeping with ocean cruising. So you kind of have a sense of, um, you know, even though you're on a smaller ship, it feels kind of big and what you're used to on an ocean ship. Totally. Is every room a veranda? Um, it is, except for the ones they have, some that are just a window. It's actually below the waterline a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you have kind of like a window at the crack at the top there, so you still get light in. But uh, other than that, they have either a full-size veranda or a Juliet balcony. And I can imagine these ships, they can't draw much water because they're, they're sailing the rivers in Europe, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. And as it is, uh, some of these bridge clearances are pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, the actual navigational bridge can actually squat into the ship itself, which is kind of a sight to be seen, and uh, can actually literally within inches clear some of these bridges. It's pretty incredible. So back inside the river ship, Jason, uh, let's talk about the uh, like the entertainment, the uh, the public areas. You're not going to find casinos, show lounges, uh, multiple dining options, multiple bars. It's kind of a kind of stripped in that aspect, right? Pretty much. It's kind of a return to basics. You have a single restaurant, a single lounge. Um, you don't have a show lounge by any means for entertainment, but they do have a piano player that's on board. That's nice. They bring on entertainment from time to time from local entertainers. And, um, you know, the, uh, the experience is more with a focus on what's off board the ship than on board. Right. Because you're in a port every day, and the places you get to see are incredible. I mean, even more so than on an ocean cruise, you're really in the heart of these destinations, and you don't have to take, like, a bus, you know, hours plus to get to these locations. You're really there from the get-go. You can walk off, and you're, you're right there, which is just incredible. How does the dining work on these long ships? Because I realize there's only one big main dining room. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner are pre-scheduled. They have um, their times for it. But for breakfast and lunch, they also have um, longer periods of time where you can actually go to the lounge and get more like a continental breakfast or um, more of a lunch buffet, which would be close to what you'd have like on a lead on a cruise ship. Um, the dinner time is set um, as well, but they also have what they call bar snacks up top. Um, and this is something I actually recommend people take advantage of because it's kind of a misnomer. It's not really snacks. It's actually a full dinner. Uh, if you want it up there, you can get like a hamburger or a sandwich. And uh-huh. it's great because they have on board the Aquavit Terrace, which is this really cool alfresco area on the front of the ship. And it's just a great time of night to get out there, especially when you're sailing, to just grab a burger and see where you're at and let the, the, the scenery pass by. How does the entertainment work on this ship? Because I'm picturing it like my Mississippi River cruise where we pick up a fiddle player down in New Orleans or a banjo player in Mississippi, um, some singers up in St. Louis. Is it kind of like that with a regional flair? Yeah, pretty much. And it's usually when um, you're docked. So, uh, like, for instance, we were we were in uh, Bordeaux. They actually brought on a group of about four opera singers, which were actually really, really talented. I was really impressed by that. And um, there's been different times where I've been in Germany, and they bring on, like, uh, uh, like an accordionist and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. It, it gives you a flavor of the, the town and gives you a little bit more than just the piano player that they have every night. Let's talk about the port experience, Jason, because one big thing that's a big draw to these river cruises is that they don't draw much water, so they can pretty much dock right in the middle of town. You get off and boom, there you are. So talk to us about the uh, the port experience. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, the thing that's great about Viking is that they actually have um, a lot of these mooring ports um, actually owned by the company, so they have really a huge selection of places that they can dock at. But yeah, when you're in port, it's really, like I said, all about just being in the heart of the destination, the culture. You can just, if you wanted to, you could walk off and experience it yourself. But the thing that's great about Viking also is they have shore excursions that are included, at least one every day. So you can go on that. Um, They have like the whisper devices that you put in your ear Mm -hmm. and uh, a guided um, tour. And anywhere you walk around in town, you can hear the guide. And that's really cool, too. I know you don't get to see a lot of scenery on these christening events because they happen so very fast. But what is it like when you're sailing down the rivers of Northern Europe? I know you've done the Christmas market before and all of that. So, like, do you just take in all the beauty or is there castles or is it just woods? What is it like? 
Um, it depends on what part of the river you're on. Sometimes okay. it's bland, um, very pastoral in some cases where you're just kind of looking at it, so the landscape is kind of bland. But for the most part, there's areas where you're, you're traveling in, they almost look like fjords, um, you know, something like in Alaska or even uh, Norway. And within that, there's definitely castles that are built up along the sides and different ruins and things that you're looking at, especially during the day. It's great to be able to take photos. And like I said, I really recommend taking advantage of the Aquavit Terrace where you can just sit and relax on the, the bow of the ship. It's, uh, it's just fantastic to just take all that in and, and relax. Just curious, last year on your Christmas market sailing, did you receive any snow? We did, actually. There was one day where I've never seen snow this big in my life. Just the flakes were incredible. It was like something straight out of a movie. It was incredible. I definitely recommend the Christmas market. It's just a beautiful time of year. I know you've been on a lot of cruises, Jason, so I'm going to ask you this. Why should someone consider taking a European river cruise uh, with Viking River Cruises? Yeah, well, it's interesting. Torsten Hagen, the CEO of the company, has said once that um, you know an ocean cruise is a drinking cruise, whereas a river cruise is a thinking man's cruise. Right, true. So I think it's really about people that are really interested in history and the destinations themselves. It's not going to be that... You know, ship is a destination unto itself, like you'd have with the Allure of the Seas or uh, Oasis of the Seas. It's definitely going to be a smaller, more intimate experience, kind of a return to basics, I would say, mm-hmm. kind of like cruising of old. So people that can appreciate sort of the intimacy of that, a more social experience where you can really get to know new people and uh, talk about your day and uh, just have a blast in some of these historic areas in Europe. And uh, you can they just open up a new itinerary in France. Uh, for wine uh, for wine lovers, and that's the experience that I had on this last cruise. It was in France, and it was just incredible to be able to be in Bordeaux and actually see you know these vineyards that are you know legendary essentially. Yeah, are you and, a wine drinker? You know, I enjoy wine. I, I'm not the kind that would really know the difference between a five hundred dollar bottle of wine or a five dollar sure. bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. They were certainly good. I will tell you that they were really incredible. But to yeah. be able to actually have that experience. Um, just to appreciate it, even though you're not, even if you don't buy the wine, just to be able to say you've tried it, it's pretty incredible. One thing I forgot to mention, Jason, when we were talking about the inside of the ship, is they have an awesome concierge team too. Like, if you want to go to uh, a buff gym in town or somewhere uh, of the sort, find a really, really good five star restaurant or even just a hamburger joint, they know the town like the back of their hand. They do, yeah. They have um, obviously their the regular reception desk, but across the way and outside the restaurant, they have a concierge as well, and they can go ahead and plan any number of things. So if you um, are more the kind of person that wants to take a private tour, they can arrange all that for you. Um, again, they always have uh, an optional excursion that's included. Uh, they have ones that you can pay for as well, and uh, also the option for uh, doing something on your own. And you know whether that's just uh, taking in the sights uh, with a private guide or something along those lines. Fantastic. Can't forget the free internet. Yeah, that's always a nice feature, <laughs> indeed. In closing here, Jason, do you have any been there, done that tips for our listeners who may be considering or toying with the idea of taking a European river cruise? Yeah, I would say the thing about Viking that's really neat is they now have 30 of these long ships, and they're all the same wow. design. Without, I mean, there's different variances um, in between with the interior design and that kind of thing, but mostly they're the same design, and they're going to even introduce another 10 next year, which is pretty incredible. So they're going to have 40 of these things come next year. Um, so the idea that you can basically travel any of the rivers in the world um, at least in Europe, and have the same design, is pretty incredible. So you know if you've sailed on the Rhine River or the Main or something like that and you want to go to France, you're going to have the same experience on board. So the consistency of the product is really, really good. 
Also, Jason, congratulations on your video podcast you uh, launched recently. Are we going to see any Viking River Cruises coverage on that? Yeah, indeed. I'm going to be including that. So the, my podcast is a video podcast with five to ten minutes uh, episodes. So you can kind of get more of a visual sense for what to experience and see uh, some of the, the footage that I have there. Very good. We've been talking with Jason Leopard, editor of PopularCruising.com, and his brand new video podcast. Uh, you can find it at his website, PopularCruising.com. Uh, Jason, it was great seeing you a couple of weeks ago in Miami, and thank you so much. Have a good one, man. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Always nice talking to Jason, a real good grounded guy there and knows his stuff for sure. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Remember, we have an app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. And if this is your first time listening, we have like 239 back episodes for you to listen to. So that'll uh, keep you busy for a little while. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.